Welcome to another SoCal Sound session. I am Julie Slater here with another Slater, Slater Kinney, Corin Tucker, also Carrie Brownstein. Welcome, welcome to our station. Thanks for coming by to perform some songs for us before your show tonight at uh, Hollywood Forever Masonic Lodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the brand new record, Little Rock. We've got this before it's even out, which is pretty awesome. I really love the art direction on this. And it's funny, Tristan, our audio engineer, wondered if there was any kind of, is this any sort of take on Fleetwood Mac rumors? Because you got a Mick Fleetwood vibe going. <laughs> it does have a Fleetwood Mac rumors vibe. It was, it, it is unintentional, but we do not mind the um, the comparison, or that there is Very people have thought of some relationship between the two. Yeah, Sophia Nolly Allison is the art director and photographer on on the album artwork. And then Chris Hornbecker, another photographer, took those photos inside there. So, Do you guys, have you had any Fleetwood Mac vibes within your band? I wouldn't really say so. I mean, I think that we're more about just writing music. And <laughs> I mean, people, I feel like, right, but people, we, yes, we haven't. But years ago, I mean, we were a couple and then weren't a couple. Yes. But we didn't swap. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of like. And that was a lot of stuff when there's happened. swapping going on. Yeah. yeah. There was no one to swap with. We were open to it. And <laughs> <laughs> just never happened. So, yeah, yeah you know, you, you never know. There's always next year. But uh, no, um, I would say that we're, I feel pretty, pretty drama free, you know, at least. Uh, yeah, we're better communicators. We've worked on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you're coming up on. It's almost 30 years that you've been together. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's kind of wild to look back at how long you've been working together. How how about musically? Do you always gel like from this whole time? It's kind of hard, you know, being musicians, it's a marriage of ideas and always keeping, you know, it doesn't always flow all the time. Has it been simple for you guys, easier? Or like, how about now from maybe back in the day? I think that we have, like, a chemistry with our music and with our abilities. We have different, like, skill sets. We have different strengths as players and as writers. And so we've always kind of naturally worked really well together. I think there's been times when things have been difficult just because being a musician in that life is hard, you know. Um, But I think at our core... We we both share a lot of taste and a lot of, like, similar influences as people. So I think, you know, when we, when we can sort of clear everything else away, the writing part, I think, comes pretty naturally. Yeah. I think we trust that Slater-Kinney is the combination of our two sensibilities. So there's no version of, well, this is my song, and you'll just— Play whatever it's like we're constructing something out of a lexicon that we built you know many many years ago and it's a strange little vernacular you know Slater Kinney the way we play guitar the way the guitars are detuned um, or self-taught you know we've we've built this world and I think we have faith that you know, we're greater than the sum of our parts and that it's, you know, it's the addition of Corin's ideas or the addition of my ideas when she brings in something that actually makes Slater Kinney. We're not trying to impose 
you know, ourselves onto it. Like it's, uh, it's the togetherness, I think, that we trust. Has anything changed over the years with how you write a song? Like what about lyrics and music? I think we just added different methodologies. Um, you know, obviously um, we can use a computer now and demo a whole song in Logic and, you know, send it to each other. But we still get together and just play guitar with each other and just try different things. And and even once you have the demo, sometimes something doesn't really work and you just have to bring the guitar in and work on, oh, what about this chorus? What about this idea? You know, so it's like, it's just we just have like a couple more tools in our tool belt. But the basic idea of like, we're going to work on this together until we both feel like it's done is that's still how we do it. Yeah. And lyrically, I think there's always sort of like these tent poles in a song. Like usually we start with a melody and there might be like a lyrical idea or motif that we're kind of circling around and then we'll sort of finesse it. And usually it's whoever has sort of landed on something first that becomes like if we're both singing, usually one of us has sort of figured out like this is sort of what the song's about. And then the other person's like, okay, I will build off of that. Yeah, it's organic is really the only way I can think about it. It's almost like ESP or something. We just, it's been, you know, we've just been doing this a lot and we rely a lot on intuition. And we also are able to make ourselves vulnerable with the other and be constructively critical as well. You know, we're definitely not afraid to to push back. It's not just like, yeah, that's great. You know, we have an ability to, to better things and to, you know, trust that someone will be kind about it. It's not, it's not contentious, but we definitely are like, yeah, we can, let's keep working on that chorus. <laughs> let's, let's change this I'm part. I'm sure that's why you guys keep doing music together. Uh, keeps working. I mean, it's not like you have, I, it's kind of nice to be at this part of your career. It's not like you have to keep going, but it's something inside that you really want to do it. Yeah, we, we want to, exactly. It's very, it's, that's different. But you, you have to return to that imperative, I think. You know, otherwise, it, there's sort of like this slack, right? It's sort of like this, this sagginess. Like Slater Kinney only really works when there's like some intention behind it, a little urgency, I think. I want to talk about um, the new album, Little Rope. I know that Carrie went through a tragedy last year, and you've been pretty open about it. I'm so sorry about you lost your mother and your stepfather. Mm-hmm. Um, was the album written already or I know that there's a lot of talk about grief in that in the album and how did that affect the whole thing like how far along were you in the album when this came around because I know losing a parent is very difficult and must have really put a grip on these songs for both of you yeah we were pretty far along in the songwriting and we had already recorded a batch of songs with John Congleton who's the producer on this album um, but we hadn't finished finished those songs. We had done sort of the basic tracking. Um, I think Corin had sung, you had sung Untidy Creature, but everything else was sort of still on the table. We, yeah, we, we had already returned to writing. We knew we had to write more songs. And then this car accident occurs and everything just kind of gets dragged into this landscape of grief and it was a confounding, disorienting time for me. And I just really, without even knowing it necessarily consciously, 
I just needed to keep going. It just, it gave me something to do, literally. It gave form to my days. Playing guitar is literally having something to place my hands upon. Like, it's just, music is the, the choreography of living, and I was suddenly confronted with death. And so I knew these steps that could bring me back into the, to the world, and I just kept doing them. And Corin, you know, instead of bringing me food, just basically kept bringing me songs and music. And yeah, and certainly the, the album thematically, whether it was thematically or just like the stakes really just felt so high all of a sudden. Like we didn't want to do something that didn't, that wasn't meaningful. And so we just made sure, we just, I, I guess I just call it caretaking. We just were so careful with every choice we made, you know, just so deliberate vocal melodies, you know, everything just had to match the tenor of this. Even if the songs were not addressing, you know, the the grief in particular, you know, with specifically, we just, we needed the feeling to be there. Um, and yeah, so we, we trudged on and finished the record. I mean, it's great to have music as such an outlet and to really save you during this kind of time. And, mm-hmm. and then to have something beautiful come out of, of something so sorrowful, really. Yeah, and I'm so appreciative of Corinne. I mean, she ended up doing the lion's share of the singing on this album. It had been a while. You know, we played um, on television last night, and I realized it was the first time ever that we've played a song on TV that I don't sing anything on. But I just, I didn't feel like I had a voice for a while. Uh, and so Corinne really stepped up, and her singing on this album is incredible. And it really is. It sounds great. <laughs> uh, can we talk about, okay, well, I do love one of my favorite lines in uh, Hunt You Down, the thing you fear the most will hunt you down. Can you tell me how that came about? And if you believe in, in things that you focus on happen? Oh, well, that's twofold. <laughs> that lyric is from a poet and undertaker, Thomas Lynch. And he, uh, he works in Michigan, and he was being interviewed on a podcast, and he was telling a, a tragic story, a beautiful story about a father who was speaking to him about losing a child, and they were um, preparing the memorial service. And the father said to Thomas Lynch, you know, the thing you fear the most will hunt you down. And I was as struck as Lynch was when he heard that, that line, it is just, there is just a, a raw truth there. And that, it, like, to, to sit in that space of crisis, like, we can, you can't be in that place all the time, but it is truly how we move through the world. Like, all the things that we fear may eventually pass. I mean, most of us fear death. That's the only thing we all will experience. And um, I don't necessarily, what was your second part of your question? Do we Just manifest saying, things? Yeah, do you, do you think if you focus on something so much, you know, it's like a fear of something, then maybe you bring it upon yourself? Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily think so. I mean, otherwise, like we would, we would just all. So many people catastrophize, and you're not, you're not like conjuring. You're not making the plane go down. You know, the asteroid isn't falling to Earth, like, you know. But I think that there is a, um, 
you do have to sort of teach yourself to to live with uncertainty. It's not even like the the fears, but just the uncertainty of life and to learn to sort of find grace in that, you know, find find enjoyment in the not knowing, you know, find beauty in the things that we can't answer. Even though there's a lot of despair in that awareness too. But there's also something kind of wondrous about it, which is to me what music is. Music is all the things that we can't be definitive about, you know, that we can't answer because it just kind of lives in our hearts. Uh, the best music does. Was there any song on the record that came out completely different than what you imagined, you know, from the start? Um, well, I think Say It Like You Mean It was one that we struggled with in the studio because um, I had a vocal melody, came in, started singing it, and John Congleton, who we worked with as the producer on this album, kind of looked at me and was like, mm, I don't think that's it. You know, and I was like, oh, what do you mean that's not it? Like, you know, of course you have like those feelings when someone tells you, no, that's not good enough, you know? So I, like, I was a jerk. I'm quitting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I was a few years younger, yeah, I would <laughs> slam the door and stormed out, you know? But I went and sat on the couch and was like, and then I was like, okay, give me some time and I'll think about it. And so I went home. I just basically went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night, like, I had a new melody in my head. I sang it to my phone, went into the studio and was like, I have another idea of where to start the song with the melody. So I had the lyrics and everything written, but I tried the vocals starting in a totally different place. And immediately when I did that, John was like, okay, all right, and so the chorus here, and then the last chorus needs, you need to do that, you know? And he just was like, he's very like, he's very logistical, very structural, very like a 3D thinker. So having that like extra push, it gave the song a different arc, a different journey, a vocal place to go because it was, uh, you know, it was just a more varied path. And so, um, you know, I think it, it lifted the song into something that was that was more emotional, you know. And and he pushed me to make it, just like to kind of cross those lines. Um, and I appreciated it like after the fact, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that's the greatest thing you can hope or from our producer to kind of push you into something else that you weren't expecting. Because he believed in my abilities. You know, that's 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 actually such a great compliment. You don't realize it in the moment, but it is. So, yeah. yeah. And what were you doing during all this? Just like, eh, she's on her own. She'll, She'll be fine. figure it out. No. <laughs> I think that was the night you texted me and you said, I'm, you were like, this is something about, you're like, John is like picking on me. Remember, according to that, she said, bummed. John, John's picking on me. And um, I said, okay, I'll like, I'll, you know, I'll beat him up. I'll in keep the an eye, I'll <laughs> keep an eye on it. I'll keep an eye on it. And I, yeah, I just, I think, you know, I, but I understand that vulnerability, you know, like you get up there, you, you've got your lyrics, you think you have the melody, and then you're sort of met with this. I don't know, just, you're not the adulation. You're, you're, you know, and you're not in there for like a like pat on the back, but you just, you know, what you want after you finish a vocal take is either to feel good and, and or to have the other people be like, no, that was great. Like if you have doubts that they're there to reassure you. So to be met with, you know, a sort of a question mark is tricky. But I think, you know, 
to Corn's point, you know, I, I think John knows the strengths of this band and just thought, like, I think he was fighting for those these songs, you know, um, and I, I, he definitely was fighting for that one, and it worked. How about the video? Uh, you've got Jerry from Succession in, yes. on that, and it's amazing. I love it. Tell us how that worked out. What is her? Her name's Jay Smith Cameron. Tell us about Jerry. Uh, how did that come about? You know what? I just DM'd her on. <laughs> I just reached out to her personally, honestly. I realized we were following each other on social media. I had this idea for the video, um, and I just thought she would be great in it. And I reached out, and she just wrote back, yes. And I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> and then we went uh, forth. And, you know, I mean, she really was very kind and brave of her in some ways because, you know, J. Smith Cameron is a consummate actress. She's been a, a theater actress, a TV and film actress for decades. She's never done anything musical. She's never done a musical on Broadway. She's never sang in public. Obviously, she's not singing. She's lip syncing, but she's... I love that she's lip syncing yeah. the whole song. It's really yeah. great. So, yeah, she really took a leap of faith, and I think she was a little nervous, but we had a wonderful time with her in Portland. She's lovely. She is very professional. She's super fun to hang out with. Everyone on set loved her. It just, yeah, it was a really special time. She was excited to come to Portland. You know, we thought, like, we'll come to you. She's such a, she's a New Yorker. You know, we were trying to figure out, could we make this work in New York or L.A.? You know, music video budgets are pretty small, but we were like, we'll, we'll sort this. She's like, I'd love to come to Portland. Like, this is amazing. So we ended up um, with, uh, the background was mostly friends and neighbors, and uh, we shot at this restaurant, Dame, who were very gracious. Just It's just one of those. Was she improving some of that, or was it was it direct? Like, was she like leaning on people? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, direct, it's all very funny um, and great. I basically blocked it out for her. I mean, obviously, like her, you know, she she went there. But yeah, she she is, um, in a great way, an actress who is used to being directed. You know, she, like, she brings her, her body and her voice are her tools, and she brings that, but she wants to be in relation to a director. So it was a real privilege to get to direct her for that video. I, yeah, it was really fun. That's great. I want to talk about some bands that are coming out that have kind of this retro sound. And I think I saw, I know you guys are doing a show with Pale Hound, which I'm very excited about. I think I saw that you guys are fans of Blanchel. Love, we had Blanchel here. So great. Uh, I also love like the band Wednesday, uh, Bully. What, how, how do you, how do you feel about, it? it sort of feels like some, like they're grabbing some retro feel. I don't know even how to explain it, but I love the sound coming out. I don't know. Yeah, I do, do too. I do too. I, I um, So I think like MJ Lenderman, came, who's in Wednesday, came out with like a solo album. And um, my husband was, was playing it on the stereo. And I was like, what is this? I was like, God, I love the guitar and just the full band sound. It was, it was, it's a live album, so it was just a a real band playing. And I was like, this is so. I just love this, you know. So it's like I really appreciate people just playing instruments in a room together and making that sound and just the lyrics and everything. I it totally. I mean, obviously, it's it it harkens back to things that um, that we love. And and I think it's great if people are rediscovering that or they're doing it their own way. And it's it's super fun, I think. 
And Pale Hound's going to be playing, you guys are playing uh, The Will Turn on March 28th, uh, Belasco March 29th. Looks like Pale Hound's playing yeah. that show with you guys. Yeah. yeah, we love Pale Hound, and we're so excited they're coming on tour with us because um, great writing, guitar playing, lyrics, all of it, you know, for sure. So um, I, before I let you guys go, uh, so last night I was just kind of looking you guys up again and listening to the album, and then I dreamt last night that I interviewed Julia Roberts and Kate Blanchett. So I just wanted to know who would be who. She'd definitely be Kate Blanchett. <laughs> oh, thank you. Dark hair. I don't think I can pull off Julia Roberts. No, I think you are I more Julia. You, could... you are, because you're you're way more America's sweetheart than I am. <laughs> <laughs> you're America's sweetheart. People always, I, yeah, I just, the, I agree with the that. The fans are much more like, you know, they think of you as as relatable and warm, and they're like always a little bit like disarmed by me sometimes. Oh, no, 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 no. This is how we always, we always think the opposite. But I still think that you are, I still think we're correct. We might be describing it incorrectly, but I think, yes, corn is Julia Roberts. I will be uh, the ugly cousin to, to Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming by. Again, the album is Little Rope, uh, Slater Kinney. Uh, thank you, Corin. Thank you, Carrie. Uh, really loved hearing your performances. It's really awesome having you here. Thank, thank you, Julie. Thank you so much, Julie. It was, it was nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah.
Outside the door disguised as luck It looks me 